Welcome to Always West Seattle, where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon. In this episode, we'll get to know local DJ and entrepreneur Derek Moon, who's bringing an exciting new business in support of the arts to the heart of the Alaska Junction. Before we dive in for that story, do me a quick favor and hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, which is also a great place to share your comments and reviews. I'd really love to hear from you, so tell me what you like about this podcast and what you'd like to hear more of or what you'd like to hear less of. You can also connect with me on Facebook Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle on all three social platforms is always podcast. And that's all with two L's, but you've probably figured that out by now. As we begin to emerge from our protective pandemic bubbles, opportunities for in-person community connection of all kinds are starting to reappear. One such happening is a brand new one. It's called Jet City Laboratory and is described as a cultural incubator and collaborative space taking shape in the former Eight Limbs Yoga Studio that sits just above the heart of the junction. And while the business is brand new, the enterprising mind behind it is someone you've probably seen or heard around the neighborhood plenty of times. It's local DJ Derek Moon, who we caught up with to learn more about his latest creative endeavor. So you're starting this new business, Jet City Labs. Tell me about your vision for it. What I wanted to do here was, A, have a space for culture in West Seattle. We have spaces, but more space. That was the thinking behind it. I've been involved with helping with some of the arts events around the Junction, over mm-hmm. Easy Street and Supreme. And it's it's just putting everything together, all my ducks in a row. I'm like, hey, you know what? It'd be great to have even more space here. And the opportunity kind of presented itself. That's the vision. I've been a web developer for 15 years. My footprint for doing that business is very small. So this place comes with an office. So I'm like, I could put the office in the front and have a space for culture and the back. Yeah. And part of it is to be a shared workspace, a collaborative workspace? In, in a sense, yes. It's mm-hmm. a collaborative workspace, a place where creatives gather and come up with new ideas. It's There have definitely been a few people working out of here. Just, I wouldn't say like on a permanent basis, it's more like for the collaboration to build other ideas. It won't be like a co-working space in the traditional sense, but a place where creatives can gather and we can come together and help facilitate the vision of any particular creative. And there's a lot of lanes you can go in there. What sort of people or projects do you think Jet City Labs will be ideal for? Videographers, photographers, artists, like visual artists, musicians. Those are just some of the high level ones. But I've talked to people wanting to do pop-up stores for their small business and wine tastings for like brands and uh, listings and Film showings, once you just take everything out of the room and it's just space and you bring creative people in there, they're like, the ideas really start flowing. And so Mm -hmm. I want to help facilitate that. But it's just like the space is the space and we can do a lot in it. And beyond being a workspace, I understand you're planning to offer some training and services. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So the training aspect of it is, again, you have this uh, flexible space. We have places to sit, very good internet connection. One thing that I was involved with living in Chicago where, you know, a couple of music making groups like digital producers would get together and there, there was training involved with that. And that just was 
several producers coming together and having a way to everybody plug into one system and trade ideas. But that industry has grown to some of the platforms for music making have their own like certified trainers at this mm -hmm. point. Again, as a, a web developer, I, I go to meetup groups all the time where there's always training, there's always uh, presentations and, and spaces very similar to this. Just having this available in West Seattle at the Junction, I think is something we haven't had here before. Will there be performances happening there as well? Yes, I know there will be like smaller performances, obviously right now with the COVID situation, it's a little bit further down the line, but <laughs> I do envision there being like smaller, again, like showings. I'm a DJ, there definitely would be music focused events. And I've talked to a lot of bands that can do more of an intimate set in here than playing with a couple fans and do something very like close and connected, you know, and mm -hmm. get very many small rooms like this, but it's yeah. enough to have musicians and uh, a few folks. Do you have anyone on your dream list already of people that you would love to have play there? Oh, that just increases by the day. I've been involved uh -huh. a lot with the, the Worldwide FM project here in Seattle and being able to facilitate that a show and connect with all kinds of people from Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. It's just oh, pretty much everybody I've had on that show, but all, also local bands like Final Body and mm -hmm. my buddy Scotty over here at Easy Street. You know, just it's a place for everyone. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a DJ. My wish list is long. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're in the former Eight Limbs yoga space, which is really a big blank slate for you to work with. Do you have a master plan at this point for building it out? Or is it going to be more organic and see how things go as you develop? The goal right now is to start like lean. I have tables and chairs. I have a, a few things to assist with production capabilities. We have a nice projector screen. We have a, a very cool lighting setup, which we can do 16 million colors and oh, wow. really just set a, set a mood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what the package says. I don't know. I can get about eight or nine colors out of it <laughs> so far. <laughs> Work your so, way up. Uh, yeah, we'll have to ramp up. So that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Just start lean and we'll mm -hmm. add pieces as we need to. But really, at the end of the day, you come with the idea, we put together the vision and we'll go from there. So. Yeah. And do you have a sort of like a timeline in mind for getting certain things happening or is that just going to be as it happens? We're in May. So later this month, I see a few test events happening. There's also there's a few artists that I'm working with to do a, a few things to kick the tires and make sure all the odds and ends are tied up and, and sorted out. But again, those will be pretty small. I don't know if they will be open to the public just because of the pandemic concerns. This right. is a closed space. We do have some COVID precautions in place, air filters. and Yeah, but I'm moving into later in the summer and as things kind of progress with the, the reopening, the great reopening, there will be more things. So obviously the pandemic is maybe put a wrinkle into your plans along with everyone else's. What have been some of the other challenges in getting Jet City Labs up and running? I think number one is, is, is Seattle is a bustling place and trying to get contractors. To, I'm a computer guy. I'm not super handy with a hammer and nails. So <laughs> I have to hire some of that stuff out. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. So that's been probably the biggest challenge is you're at the will of the contractors mm -hmm. and their schedule. And obviously there's a lot of people pulling them. This is like 
my pet project here coming out of my pocket. So it's like yeah. I can't compete with some of those bigger developers that snag their time. But, uh, right. you know, I've been able to get everything I need done, everything I need help with. So Good. at this point, it's just a matter of just doing a few tests and having people come in and run a few smaller things just to really dial it in. And yeah. Get the experience great. Cool. So you're one of West Seattle's most well-known DJs, I would venture to say, and playing everything from the farmer's market to pretty much every event that happens in the junction in front of Easy Street Records, usually. How do you put together a set list when you're playing in the junction? Is it totally spontaneous or do you plan it out a bit? There's a little planning that goes into it. Like playing at the farmer's market is a lot different than playing at like Supreme or one of the bars at night where it was like, Oh, and you're playing at a bar or a club or something. It's mm-hmm. a lot of party music, but the, I, I actually really like playing the outdoor events, especially like the farmer's market because you really get a chance to dig into your catalog. It's not like mm-hmm. just top 40 stuff, but you can play like it. I can play gospel music. I can play blues and jazz and, and things like that. So yeah. it, it, a big part of that is spontaneous. You just bring the music that you want and you just vibe off the energy that's there mm-hmm. in any room. So Yeah. Of course, in the front of Easy Street Records on the sidewalk there, it's got, that's an odd spot to read the room. But do you get much feedback from people while they're coming and going? I think it's super unique in that regard because you can see, especially this past summer, it's like the first time I've really, well, I can't say it's the first time, but this summer, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, you know, there was social distancing and Mm -hmm. a limit to the amount of people that could go into the market. So the first time we did it, we got a lot of feedback from the actual farmers themselves and the vendors and the workers. Everyone was like, this is great. It just... The people who were coming up, it was just like a different energy. It uh-huh. was like not as sad or not as a quick transaction. People were milling about. And as it opened up later in the summer, that energy continued. And people always would come up and have a conversation, socially distanced conversation. You, mm-hmm. you, obviously, this, there was a lot of stuff happening last year outside of the pandemic. So it was just, yeah, there was a great rapport that was happening with the neighborhood. And I, it's Honestly, like of all the gigs that I've had, the ones right out in front of Easy Street have been some of the most memorable and as far as connecting with people. Yeah, I would agree that your music sets there, especially at the farmer's market when, you know, all the fences went up and the lines and everyone's in mass and social distancing, you transformed it from this dystopian, you know, like grim (laughs) thing. Not that bad. It was so different. And having your music there really brought like a nice vibe to it, that sort of fun, friendly community vibe that I I think people go to the farmer's market just as much for that as they do for carrots. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. And it's just, it's such a great feature of our neighborhood. I mean, even before I lived in Seattle, I think we were, while I was visiting, we caught the tail end of a farmer's market. We're like, this neighborhood is amazing. (laughs) Such a good energy. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Is there a record that you always have with you, no matter where and when you're DJing? Being in the digital age, now you can bring everything with you. So Easy Street during certain situations will do vinyl, especially when it was like open indoors, we can have the turntables that are in the store. A big part of the you know dj scene in the last 15 or 20 years is everybody's gone digital because lugging what do they say my vinyl weighs a ton and it's like <laughs> yeah it's like you usually have to have people help you carry it and stuff like that and right it wears out and now i'm on this whole like i'm collecting these records now they're yeah keepsakes now they I wanna, stay at home <laughs> yeah they stay at home but with that said i always carry like 
Fella Cootie uh, always transcends anything by fella. Transcends anything. It's just like a vibe, no matter if it's at night or at a farmer's market. It just brings a certain energy, that Mm -hmm. Afrobeat. And you also do some DJing online at Worldwide FM, and you also host a music podcast called Soul Focus. Tell me a little bit about those projects. The Worldwide FM thing, that's a pretty big one. It was founded by uh, Giles Peterson, who is the music director at the BBC for a number of years, and Mm -hmm. it's based out of London. And we had a a good friend of mine, this uh, DJ name is Lefto. He tours the world all the time when he comes to seattle he's a buddy of mine so he ends up staying like at our place and we uh, a couple of our local dj friends hey you really should ask lefto about connecting us with giles and the worldwide fm thing and that's what kind of happened mm-hmm. lefto put a good word in for seattle and our vibrant music scene and we were lucky enough myself and uh, i hosted with jason Justice, DJJ Justice. He lives over in Columbia City, but we're able to co-host and co-create this show. And now we're able to feature every month four selectors. And it's it's been great. I mean, we've had the Black Tones, we've had Supreme LaRock, Riz Uh Rollins, just a hodgepodge of Seattle music royalty, Jake One. We have Black Constellation Movement this month. They're taking over the whole broadcast. So they're just, it's been a great experience. Yeah, that's been a, a really big cherry on top of my Sunday <laughs> this year. Soul Focus is more of a, the night at Supreme was called Soul Focus. Mm-hmm. And when the pandemic hit, or just before the pandemic hit, I just wanted to have something available for people who, just to kind of connect with yeah. the neighborhood. Like, hey, this is what it is. This is the vibe that we have going over on right. at uh, Soul Focus. And that just has kept going. It was like about 35 episodes now and we have various selectors come in and select playlists of that kind of vibe, which mm-hmm. is more like soul, funk, hip-hop, R&B. And do you think you'll be going back to Supreme in person again to do Soul Focus there soon? Oh. Or? As soon as things open, there's nothing better than playing music out for me. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, a, it's very therapeutic and yeah. I like to be you know, out anyways, just get a kick out of being around people and just hearing the stories and feeling the energy. One thing I miss the most. So I, yeah, while there'd be a lot of stuff going on here at uh, Jesse D labs, I can't wait to get an opportunity to start playing again. I, I know that sentiment shared by like pretty much every DJ and musician in the world right now, just itching to get back yeah. out. One of the events that you DJed last year was the Black Lives Matter March and demonstration in the Junction, which has to be the biggest and most important event to happen in recent West Seattle history. What was that experience like for you? Oh, that was, I, I was thinking about that. I think when, at that time, I was helping Matt Vaughn a lot with the social media over at Easy Street mm-hmm. and we saw the flyer come up and we immediately was like, oh, this is a good thing. Let's see what we can do to support. Because was, there were local students that organized the whole thing. Like, what can we do to help out? And, uh, you know, we offered up like, hey, we can provide sound equipment. And since we're at the junction, we can open the windows. And yeah. honestly, I thought when we were planning it, we also got some help from Jesse from the 34th Dems. And we thought there would be 400 people. <laughs> and when the demonstration started it was like okay there's more than 400 people here at this corner but then when we looked north on california and to see the people come over the hill by the thousands marching that was just like that blew me away and 
I know it got tweeted by our old dictator as that <laughs> gathering that day is just like, wow. Yeah. What an incredible event. And just to be able to be part of it is I'll never forget that. Why do you think music is important on the community level? Oh, the music is the connector. Music is absolutely a connector. I feel like I could learn more about a person from their music collection than maybe 20 hours of talking. Let me hear mm-hmm. five things in your library right now that you're really into. It can navigate that, but yeah. it's infinite. People are like, oh, I really only like this type of music. And a lot of times it's just because you haven't heard this sort of thing. And I guess that's one of the big roles as a DJ is to kind of like connect people with music. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I'll play the rooms where it's like, hey, people here are like big rock fans and i know what i know about rock but i know what i know about hip-hop and jazz and where those things blend together if i can get them going the rock crowd like into this these other things i that that's the connection to music it's just when you're open to you have an open mind and it's a sense right it's oh the food is good (laughs) it's good for everyone yeah music's good it's gonna you can bring people in after playing around west seattle so much and your time working over at easy street records do you think there's a particular sound of west seattle i tell you of all the places that i've lived in and i've lived in a lot of places the average person here is like very well-rounded musically you know it's Mm -hmm. like at least they're cognizant of so many types of sounds you don't see that everywhere and in that regard maybe that's like a uh, result of having like one of the best record stores in the world like <laughs> at the corner here you know how do i answer the question <laughs> it's like there's no sound but people yeah. are open to whatever basically right so it's i learn stuff every day anytime it's the people that the bartenders like oh hey you should listen to this and i'm like with my Shazam up, like, you know, <laughs> I, I need to figure out what this is. because yeah. And that happens literally every day. I think it's really exciting that you're creating uh, this space for more music and art and more community and more opportunities to work and collaborate with people in West Seattle without commuting over the bridge. But I think the most exciting part about Jet City Labs is having another Black-owned business in the junction. Do you see yourself taking on a role here beyond just opening a business? Yeah, that's a that's a big question. That's... I, I, yeah, I, I, hmm. <laughs> that's a good one, Keith. Like, I, I, I'm a black male in the United States. I'm doing this. I feel like even opening this thing, there were definitely some expectations. Like, oh, Derek's a DJ. What does he know about opening a business? And having more spaces and more representation is important. And um, I, I don't think I went in there as, hey, yeah, I'm doing this for our race. Or, you know, it's just I'm doing what is my vision. And I hope by me following my vision, that's inspiration for somebody who might not have thought they had that path or whatnot, just to see it's another example. So I wouldn't say that was like the reason why I'm doing it or uh, anything like that, but just to be able to do that and just to have worked and been able to get there is like, if I can do that, somebody else will draw inspiration. Some younger kid, and if I can support that in any kind of way, like, having the space and being able to connect them to their audience like i've had a lot of people lend their time and expertise to me and if i can be able to do that for somebody else that's really the most important part stay up to date with Derek moon's jet city laboratory as it takes off find it online at jetcitylabs.com 
That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, like, and share. Always West Seattle is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening. 